0: Hello, and welcome back to The Bigger Picture Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Zhao, and today, I am so fortunate to be joined by the one and only, Roe Edwards. What is going on?
1: Nothing much, Shannon. How you doing? Good. You want to introduce yourself a little bit to your audiences before we get going? Sure, yeah. So, my name's Rohan Edwards. I was born in Preston, England, and I moved mm-hmm. to Deerfield, Mass., when uh-huh. I was 18 months old. So... Uh-huh. That's why I don't have an accent, unfortunately. I'd be a lot cooler if I did. That's true. But Bro, I love the British accent. <laughs> Dude, I'd be so you. much cooler.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: actually... <British>. Sad. <laughs> 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 but yeah, my whole family's from England. Like, mm-hmm. all my relatives are from... Oh, yeah. I you okay. remember your, your dad Um, speaking the British accent. Your dad is such a
0: great person, by the way. Yeah, he's, he's a nice designed guy. designed
1: the posters and
0: for all of us. yeah. I mean, he does,
1: like, the end-of-season videos and stuff. Yeah, He's super, like, integrated into the soccer team, for sure. Mm. I mean, speaking of the soccer team, we can
0: directly get straight into it. Yes, sir. You, the, the two biggest parts that I know of you um, is soccer and music production. And you somehow sort of connected the two together with your personal statement and also just in, in your mind somehow. How did you do that?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So the title of my college essay, the personal one, was The Sound of Soccer. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I've had a very long history with soccer. I was basically put into a Chelsea FC onesie from the day I was born. So <laughs> I've been always been a part of this sport, even uh-huh. like before I could stand and stuff. But Because <laughs> so your
0: dad's a big
1: Chelsea fan? Yeah, bro. He's diehard. <laughs> like right now, we're struggling. We're in 10th place. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a very tough it's bro. Bad. You guys have eleven plus players injured. Mm-hmm. Like
0: your injured squad could probably be a, a top four team in Premier league. Exactly. It's actually
1: crazy. And Jao so Felix got red, card red carded debut the first game. It's like, bro, are you kidding me? <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, for the SA, I've had a lot of interesting dynamics with certain players and coaches both like good and negative negative. Mm-hmm. and one thing that is necessary in composing like a good piece of music is mm-hmm. that everything has to complement each other in the best way possible because mm-hmm. if you're like harmony yeah yeah if you're mixing a beat if the drums are have like a unorthodox pattern or they're too high mm-hmm. like the volume's too high then it can throw the whole beat off mm, true. and so i connected that to like a self-centered type of player on the team because mm-hmm. just like how a selfish player or just like how drums can mess up a beat a selfish player can mess up the rhythm of the match and it mm-hmm. can negatively affect you as an individual and as a team causing mm-hmm. you to lose more games etc Mm -hmm. And so when I go into things like music and soccer, I always try to find the best balance possible. Mm. And if a coach is doing something I don't like or a player is doing something I don't like, I be sure to project my voice and make sure that they know. Because even if I run the risk of being looked at negatively, Mm. I'd much rather have that than to be playing or playing like unhappily. So sure. Communication is really key mm-hmm. if you want to be, like, successful in any kind of exactly. realm of life. Yeah, and communication is a big part of
0: a team sports soccer. And, I mean, when did this sort of realization came come to you? Uh, Have yeah. you always been an unselfish player on the field or depends on the team?
1: That's you know. a good question. So, in elementary school like my club team it was basically made up of like all my boys it was just a really fun time <laughs> yeah and i hate to say stuff like this but i was by far the best player um well mm. me and my friend luke garenda we we're running stuff <laughs> Wait, but we we're you going to creating the same team with luke yeah. since pre- elementary school bro That's he's crazy. been my best friend since preschool wow i mean, for a long time Damn. but yeah so from that team i moved on to like a travel team which with a lot like stronger players so mm-hmm. it was a m- lot more well-rounded team mm-hmm. and i also started playing for eagle brook so mm-hmm. dudes are like three years older than me really? and i made mm-hmm. the realization that like when you're playing with people who are less skilled it can actually be a lot more enjoyable because when you join a team, join a team that is super skilled, you tend to encounter not get the ball that much. Yes, you encounter a lot of egos, mm-hmm. and I guess when I made that transition, I think it was kind of like instilled in my mind by my dad and my brother and my mom. Mm-hmm. Like, be unselfish, pass the ball. Like, mm-hmm. Even though you can dribble through these kids, pass the ball mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I feel like they'd yell at me if I didn't. So it's kind of like stuck in my mind <laughs> throughout my entire career. So, yeah, mm. when I see these people like thinking that they're like too good or mm. like not passing the ball because they don't think anybody else else is worth getting the ball, it it kind of like pisses me off. So, mm. yeah, I think my parents and my brothers' influence is mainly what caused me to have that mindset. I mean. So in your primary school team, you would just dribble the
0: entire team? Like, is that is that the tactic, pass the ball to Rohan? and <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's basically what it was when <laughs> I was in um, elementary school. But since I started playing at such a high level young, I think I was That's probably true. around 10 or 11 when I joined Western United. And we won the New England Championships first year. So we were no like way. the number one team in New England That's crazy. for our age group and yeah so i i've been blessed mm-hmm. to become a better player by playing with these guys but mm-hmm. i also learned learn yeah a lot about who is a good player and mm-hmm. who's not a good player because a good player doesn't necessarily mean skilled yeah. it means smart
0: yeah smart player that's interesting I mean, speaking of a smartness, it's the all odd, odd, the tactical side. Do you think you've intentionally developed it or it's more of with experiences on the field?
1: Develop what kind of For technical?
0: example, do you spend time analyzing film a lot or do you like learn football tactics with like coaches out a part of the field?
1: That's a good question. Like when I think about it now, I don't really think I have like mm. analyzed it or watched soccer with the intention of learning new tactics and stuff like that. Mm. Like even really like since I was young, I don't really watch soccer, which is people get like Bruv. shocked at <laughs> and it, it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense, but it's true. I'm I'd much rather be on the field and yeah. For like tactics and stuff, it's more so just what my brain decides to do in the moment. Like, Mm. I'm not like, okay, if I get the ball, I'm going to pass it to him, going to go here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's more like I get the ball and... I look up and analyze the situation and see what's going on. I decide what to do in the moment. And Mm. some people may think that that's, like, a bad thing. Like, obviously, I'm scanning my surroundings, but I don't know. There's a certain kind of raw nature to it, if that makes any sense. No, I know. I know that feeling. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like to do that a lot too.
0: Because, th- th- you know what's fascinating about soccer? It's because there are eleven players on the field. You there every single time you get the ball and you look up, it, it's a different picture. Exactly. Almost every single time. In basketball, there are a lot of repeats because there's five players and the. the Field's just mm-hmm. that big, and you know, you, you, it's it's like an automatic program at times. You know, just, yeah. Oh, now it's time to drive. Oh, now it's time to pull him shoot. But like soccer, it's so different. Mm-hmm. You know, the the goalkeeper could be out for a little bit, and oh, that might be a time to chip or oh, the defender is a little, a drops drops a little back. Oh, it's time to take a touch, but now it's not like so. So there's a lot of variations to soccer. Mm-hmm. That's what,
1: why it's so interesting. Yeah. Soccer is like very malleable and it like molds in a lot of different ways like like you said when you look at mm. everybody on the field at one second it's gonna be way different than in like two or to five seconds so I think going like that's the thing that I kind of bothers me with like certain tactics is that people become so focused on doing it that it never works like we need to yeah. learn to adapt to whatever we're facing in that exact moment yeah and it, it can work a lot better that way
0: yeah, and I mean, speaking of which, I was thinking of this year when we had like this tactic of playing long ball down the line. Yeah, I mean, not no offense if Charlie is listening, but like <laughs> it just barely worked that game against. I think it was against Trote. Yeah, the, and the two goals we scored were both off of taking the ball forward. If you if mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah like one was a oh so boy, dribbling forward off of a counterattack. Mm dribbling and then got fouled and scored from a crazy free kick. The other one was um I think it was like we, we took the ball back. Lincoln took the ball back, passed it to me. I passed it passed the through ball and then he just scored like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like that the, game the, the yeah. long ball just <laughs> we 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 played long and then we run up and then we lose the we ball lose come it. back. <laughs>
1: Like especially on turf too,
0: yeah. The ball know. skipping Skip, way too skipping. far, and
1: even if we get to
0: the ball, like we don't really make much happen. Yeah. So like yeah, some. I I mean I feel like at a at a much higher level, tactics could have a higher implication. But with us not as skilled, it's more important for us to be more flexible and also and also not like. You know, rigid of okay, this is the only play we're running this game, and we have to make this right because it just barely works. Yeah, I mean, speaking of malleability, it sort of ties back to music, doesn't? It, do you it think, does. Do you think you? Do you think you? I actually have a great question. Do you think your creativity <laughs> for music has always been there, or also the soccer played part to it? Uh,
1: bro, I've only really started getting into music since. I want to say, oh, yeah, March 7th, 2020, when Lil Uzi Vert dropped Eternal Take. That was, like, the <laughs> hypest day of my entire life. <laughs> I remember it so vividly because it was, like, the Friday, um, the Friday before, like, March break, like, the COVID break. Mm-hmm. And so that album kind of marked, like, a really pivotal moment of my life mm. and... I, it kind of sparked growth there because mm-hmm. the sound was something I've like never really heard before and to see the impact that it had on the people all around the world, it was really inspiring. So as for like the cre- creativity side of music, it's only been really recent and to mm-hmm. relate it to the soccer stuff we were just talking about, if you try to jump like too far into the beat or try to do too many things at once, it doesn't really turn out too good. Mm-hmm. It's important to take your time with each like melody or drum sound, whatever it may be, to make sure that it's a fully composed piece of art, as opposed yeah. to just like a quick piece that you throw away, yeah. just like the ball's thrown away to the corner. You that's know? true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good analogy. And I mean,
0: you s- you were saying that this album was special with the sound and all that. Mm. Why do you think it was special? Bro, or what? Why? Why did it have such an
1: impact? I could talk about this album forever. Go. But, on. Oh man, we have forever. So here. the album was bas- I mean, I've never really analyzed an album before like mm-hmm. I did with this one. But yeah. so there was a rollout trailer for it, like mm-hmm. with Uzi, and it was basically just building hype for the album. And so I've never, I haven't been alive long enough to see albums really have like a proper rollout and a trailer. Like, a trailer is Wait, crazy. What do you mean by a rollout trailer? A rollout is basically the time leading up to an album or a single's release. And it's basically just building hype for it so that... So, like, before the release of the album. Yeah. Like, in February or... Exactly. Like, mm. Eternal Take was announced by Uzi, I want to say, around 2018. Mm-hmm. And then due to, like, leak, ooh, leaks and delays and stuff, mm-hmm. it was delayed all the way to... March 2020, mm-hmm. and so oh man, what was I saying about rollouts and stuff? Um, releasing, yeah, rollout. out and also oh yeah, the so yeah, building hype and stuff, and also to increase like first week sales because that's like one of the main points of music nowadays. Like, who sold the most? Who's who mm-hmm. got the number one album? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that started building up hype in me, and then when it finally dropped, we saw that. It's actually, like, divided into three parts, like, three different personas of Uzi. Mm. Like, the first six songs were more, like, rap-based, like... Yeah. Like, really hard drums and stuff, like, Faster Flows, and that was under his Baby Pluto persona. hmm Then the next six songs were more melodic and slower, and that was his Renji persona, and then the last six songs were, like, traditional Uzi Vert songs, and so to see an album like constructed in this way Mm -hmm. and having such like a unique um, production and sound, it, it was just incredible. Yeah. And that's where you had the idea of
0: producing music yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I forget, I think it was early 2021. I managed to convince my parents to buy me the producer's edition for FL studio. Mm. And so you know, I, I was a bit slow at the start finding motivation and stuff because I was <laughs> stuck with all like the the stock sounds in the program, which weren't that good. Mm. But recently, I've managed like I've managed to find like drum kits and sounds on the internet that I could just easily import into the program, mm-hmm. which opens up a lot more possibilities. So, like over winter break, I was grinding a lot with that, trying to do one a day. So I'll mm. try to ramp it up. In the future for sure One a day As in one beat a day Yeah exactly No way Like some people Be doing like Five Six Like high quality beats a day And it's insane So hopefully <laughs> I can get up to that point Eventually But we'll see Why like you want, You envision yourself Becoming a producer in the future Or Yeah dude I Nothing else really appeals to me I feel like Music producer Or Not even soccer Nah, I mean, (laughs) that's tough. That was my original dream, professional soccer player, but I don't know. People's dreams. (laughs) It's it's tough. I feel like I want to go in a different direction, though. Do you think your dream of soccer died
0: because of your injuries? That's a good question. I don't really know. Because you faced a a serious. Sorry. A serious. (laughs) Of unfortunate injuries.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll start from like the beginning. I've always been the one who is like hacked down mm-hmm. for I don't know dribbling past people. I've always been mm-hmm. prone to getting bumps and bruises. Mm. And then at even like the early ages in middle school, that's when I started to pull muscles like very frequently. Like, mm-hmm. remember I did. Well, this is a bad example, but it's just one my mm-hmm. hands my goddamn hamstring mm-hmm. for whatever reason I thought it'd be a good idea to Show the boys how far I could kick my leg up into the air And so I did it My foot went went like all the way to my head and I just felt my whole hamstring just ripped Dude, It wasn't no like, way. It wasn't a rip. It wasn't a tear, but it was like a really bad pull but the, the main injuries I deal with are <laughs> hip flexors. Yeah. Hip flexors are the worst. I deal with that every day of my life. Hip and flexors. Yeah. Mm. Like all through middle school, mm-hmm. I have to get it wrapped. I have to stretch like for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, even now I have to make sure I roll on the foam roller for like half an hour and then stretch, and then I need to stretch the other parts of my body. Before practice. Yeah. But the main point you're getting at is the stress fractures that I got my junior year. And I think it does relate to my hip flexors in a lot of ways mm-hmm. because my hips get hurt because my body is really disaligned. Like I What some do you mean? Mm-hmm. I have some like mild like extremely mild no problems like scoliosis and mm-hmm. one of my hips faces inwards and the other faces outwards I want to say. Wait, what? So like I mean like very slightly. Okay. Like it's not like it's not straight on. It's like very slightly tilted but so it's the hard side to describe or, or like in
0: Internally rotated to yeah, like twisted internally. one's to to one side. So if you're standing yeah. facing straight, your hips could be looking to the left. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah.
1: It's it's really hard to describe. Like the doctors couldn't really <laughs> describe it to me too yeah. well. But all I know is that one is facing more inwards or like turned inwards. Mm-hmm. I think maybe like the ball of my hip, mm-hmm. and then one is facing outwards. Okay, and. With that, it also affects the way my feet are shaped. In, a, in a, Like, everything is connected with your body. It's actually insane. Mm-hmm. And so too much pressure is being loaded mm-hmm. into, like, the base of my foot, like, right, mm-hmm. b- right below where the toes are. Mm-hmm. And so just through years of buildup in my body being built like this, it got to a point where it just suddenly went. So mm-hmm. it was like... October twenty first, I think it was like a Wednesday. I remember it was a Wednesday, I forgot the exact date. But I woke up with pain, got up, I was like, damn, this kinda hurts. But gradually throughout the day it it disappeared. And so I played in the game that day perfectly fine. And then Thursday it started hurting like during the day, but I was like, It's whatever. I don't know what it is. Like Mm -hmm. I had no idea what it was. Yeah. And so I practiced and it hurt like a lot and then Friday same thing but the pain got even worse and I went up for a header landed on my left foot and I felt it like snap oh, like no. I felt or not snap but I mean it broke cuz the bone wasn't completely snapped apart but the stress fracture like there's a big crack mm-hmm. and so that's when I found out that I had three stress fractures one in like the <laughs> oh man Forgetting the exact name for it, but one like in the middle of my foot, one on the mm-hmm. outside and then one on the inside. So it's like distribute the wealth, I guess. But um, <laughs> yeah, so what turned out to be what was supposed to be like three, four month injury, I want to say it turned into 11 months, I want to say like Jeez. October to it was probably around August or September. Of this year. Yeah,
0: because you weren't playing at the
1: start of the season. I was, but, like, not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I could only play for, like, 10 to 15 minutes, and then I had to, like, slowly ramp it up throughout the entire season. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was something that I was really struggling with. But in the last month, like, I'm at full health right now, but, like, the last month of the season is when things really started to get better. And Mm -hmm. by the end, I was, like, Starting most games, which I was very happy about, mm-hmm. and I was playing with no pain, which is not which is something that's pretty rare, rare for me. <laughs> so you know it, it's been good. Like I have to keep up with my exercises and stuff, but like, it's a small price to pay for not being in pain. So yeah, the, I remember
0: that Berkshire game clearly because you were just on Milton
1: bro oh yeah in the in the you were playoffs, battling with him yeah and you were so getting fun.
0: stuck in and everything I was like damn that guy was in <laughs> for 11 months yeah now he's
1: flying on the field you know Milton and I used to play against each other really I forget which school he went to it might have been like Fay Fe or Fezzet some mm. some like F school like mm. middle school so <laughs> F middle school yeah yeah I just know it began with an F there's a bunch <laughs> but yeah, I was playing against him probably for like all 4 years of my middle school. So, it's you always know, interesting. Brook? Yeah. Mm. But
0: yeah, he's How, a great player. Yeah, I know. And I I could tell that that you 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 two had something. <laughs> gonna, you you wouldn't be going that far. Yeah, there there's, there's like there's no fire, beef.
1: Bro. There is no beef, but okay. I like to give him a little bit of trouble. That's cuz, bro, we're basically friends, but we're not friends because we've we've known each other for a really long time mm-hmm. so yeah I had to like remind could be him like your I'm last, here. G-
0: last game in high school exactly perhaps Bro. last time you've been facing each other in like such a competitive nature exactly
1: like when someone gets like for anyone listening if you're not a senior and you're gonna be one soon or whatever it may be when you're playing in the playoffs like in your final season like something gets lit inside of you because this could be the last time you play. Like You're going to feel all the emotions and you're going to let it all out and you're going to give it 100% because that's just what your brain tells you to do and you kind of have to like follow through with it. But mm-hmm. it's a really special moment because like, when it's over, that hits you like a truck. Like, I was crying. I was crying bad in the semifinals. I know, but bro, everyone was crying. Yeah, but it's a very, yeah, it's a special moment that, you'll cherish like even if you lose like i've been on both sides i've won and i've lost unfortunately i I won when (laughs) like quote unquote when i was injured but and then i lost when i was healthy in the in the semis but Mm -hmm. to see both sides of that spectrum is really it's a beautiful thing i think yeah
0: definitely yeah i mean speaking of which how do you think injuries have shaped you as a person? Because you've faced so many injuries.
1: Oof. Bro. That is a large question. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I mean,
0: yeah. Because for me, I don't think I've encountered that many injuries. I've just encountered a bunch of, like, setbacks. Mm-hmm. But not... And I definitely know the feeling of not being able to play and all that. But, yeah. Because there's always some, like... Th- especially with my years here last year and this year there were just like a bunch of series of like unfortunate events and some were caused by me and some were not but Mm -hmm. um
1: but yeah i I know what you mean by that question um I go ahead
0: no no no, uh, because like uh, for me it developed a a bunch of resilience and also Mm -hmm. spirit of just you know i'll work harder
1: yeah i mean when Since I get injured all the time, I'm obviously very experienced with, like, the recovery process. And Mm -hmm. I see a bunch of dudes around me who are lucky enough not to deal with this kind of stuff. And they don't take it as seriously as they should. Like, Mm -hmm. even if it's a slight pull of a muscle or a slight Mm -hmm. tweak, do like, if there's anything I've learned is that you need to take your time. Because people want to come back way too early, and then they just Mm -hmm. make it worse. Mm -hmm. So. Like it actually like pisses me off when people make dumb decisions like this, like, bro, you just, I don't know, pulled your hamstring and like three days later you're already trying to get back and you're shooting balls from half field. Like (laughs) it literally makes no sense. So (laughs) yeah, I think it also taught me, like you said, like resilience and patience. Like, yes, it's really tough, like you have to deal with this injury you're in pain you can't play you have to watch other people play mm-hmm. but Kinda like, sucks. if you come back too early you're just going to make it worse so if you're patient you you can recover come back stronger and yeah just be smart with your body it's the most important thing yeah and and definitely take care because you, you still have a long term
0: you still got four more years at emerson to take care of Uh, Dude, I'm so
1: excited. I get to play against Huey. Huey, Jamie, and Lewis. (laughs) Yeah, next year. That's going to be so sick. sick. Yeah. And, bro, Emerson's made such huge gains in the last year because there are two new coaches, uh, Daniel and Liam. Mm -hmm. And, bro, it's -hmm. actually insane. They went from bottom of the table, like, I think two seasons ago, I guess, mm-hmm. and then this past season they finished third in the table mm-hmm. and qualified. Yeah, they made it to the finals of like the playoffs and then lost to Babson one zero. I want to say like oh, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm um, is scored the w- winner in that game? I think did he actually? I heard he, he might have.
0: Yeah, because I remember he scored in a winner of a playoff game. And
1: <laughs> damn, bro. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get revenge next year. That's gonna <laughs> be so sick! Oh my god, that is gonna be very sick.
0: Yeah, imagine. No, I mean playing against three former teammates,
1: bro. I mean, no, actually, two former teammates and a coach. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, is Lewis bro, still
0: playing next year?
1: Uh yeah, I yeah, it, it'll be his senior year. I'm pretty sure. But I don't think I've. I think I've played. With, I've practiced with Lewis a couple of times back when I was um, at Eaglebrook. Like a ninth grader at work. Wait, Eagle
0: wait pa- pause. What? Hey, how it's does a big that even okay. Sense.
1: Hey, I'll explain. Well, mm. a couple of times I was invited down by Charlie to do like just sessions to see how I like it and stuff during like the off season. Mm-hmm. And I also joined Black Rock. Have you heard of Black Rock? Yeah. Yeah. So a bunch of. It's
0: like the GSP thing that we're doing right now. Right?
1: Yeah, basically, mm-hmm. and yeah, a bunch of kids from a bunch of different schools gathered to one team, and so. Eaglebrook, since it was just me, and my friend Devin. Mm -hmm. Actually, Jose might have been there, too. I think he quit, though. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, we practiced with NMH because we're, like, the closest schools to each other. Of course. And so I think I might have played with him a couple times there. But, Uh yeah, like, Huey's going to be defending me. He'll be right back. I'll be left wing, hopefully. That's going (laughs) to be so sick. I'm going to run him down, bro. For sure, <laughs> <laughs>
0: and yeah, hopefully you you'll you'll be injury free for the next four years and all. that. Yeah, bro. I mean that that is really tough to. I mean, do you need to do? I'm I'm curious. Do you need to do surgeries or to take care of that, or or how do you
1: prevent that this wouldn't happen again? Uh, I mean, that's always tough. Like what I've been told with stress fractures is that it's very. Like, if you take your time, then it's very rare for it to come back. But mm-hmm. I've never had to get any surgeries or anything like that, luckily. Mm-hmm. And I mean, knock on wood, but it's mostly just doing exercises and like breathing exercises to realign my body mm-hmm. and wearing stuff like, um, oh man, what are they called? The inserts, the inserts you put in your shoes. Damn, I'm blanking. I I don't know what that is. All right. Well, they're inserts that you put into your shoes that are like shaped in a specific way to realign your foot and to like take weight uh, off a certain part and put more on a different
0: part. So it's like those modes that sort of mm-hmm. pushes your um not like the ball of your feet up, but like the the center part up. Yeah, a bit. I mean
1: it. It depends on your foot because okay. mine I had to get like a like a bump put in under the left side of my left foot to take pressure off the outside. Obviously, like, that's where I got one of my stress fractures. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's, like, the main method, doing certain exercises to, like, loosen my body, especially, like, my calves Mm -hmm. to get more ankle mobility. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, this is stuff I'm going to have to continue, like, for probably as long as I'm doing sports, which, as annoying as it is, it'll probably be worth it. But, yeah, yeah, no surgeries you
0: enjoy the sport that you love the most Yeah, that's, exactly that's, that's what's most important mm-hmm. And still at a very competitive level
1: Yes, for sure
0: What do you aspire to do, though, with soccer? You just, have you ever thought about it? With soccer?
1: That's tough
0: Because um, I know you want to be a music producer
1: Yeah that. Um, I've always had this, like, little, like, motivation to do some, like semi pro in England. I don't know. I don't think I'll end up doing it, but there's always been the little voice in my head being like, You should try it out or something. So I feel like I might be able to do that if I work hard enough. But yeah,
0: I think the main semi-pro. goal tough how, t- how yeah. tough is semi pro is it like division seven, six?
1: Bro, I, I yeah. can not tell you. <laughs> I can't tell you. I I've watched a few games um I mean, many years ago in England, but yeah. I've also seen some semi pro here, but I think it would be a fun thing to try out. But I think the main goal for now is just to focus more on having fun in college, like soccer wise, because, and try to make like the most memories that way. Obviously, I'm going to take it completely seriously, but it's not something I'm going to like kill myself over, if that makes any sense. I know what you're saying. Yeah. How,
0: wait, how good are semi pros, you think?
1: Uh, I don't know, but I, like, it's hard to say, but they work, like, two jobs, essentially, like, because the pay that they get from semi-pro isn't enough to supply, like, their livelihood, so they often have, like, a part-time job outside, and so since they're not getting, like, full pay to do soccer full-time, like, it's not the highest, obviously, but it's still, like, way above like average you know really like i think so it's
0: i i mean i'm trying to get a sense here so relative to say the nmh team mm. how high or let's say let's say let's pick the the highest players for example let's say augie
1: oh Auggie, he could he could definitely go semi-pro no
0: no i'm saying like the level last year he was that he was at do you think that was, that's probably around the semi-pro level or probably even high? I mean, Auggie's bro, I don't I know. I think is definitely going pro. Auggie's just different. Auggie's just different. <laughs> but, but I'm saying, like, it's just, like, so
1: that listeners and us can all get a sense. Bro. As much that's as I want to give you an idea, I don't think I can with semi-pro, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Because I don't want to give out false information. <laughs> but,
0: yeah but it's still very competitive usually. for sure
1: especially in england bro cuz i think the yeah. semi pro has like a mix of professional and then like sunday league cuz there's something mm-hmm. special about sunday league in england bro it it's fully brexit like people <laughs> are getting tackled injured all the time <laughs> but, like from the semi pro games i've seen like <laughs> bro they don't hold, <laughs> they don't hold the tackles back cuz no bro england is very tough in that sense. Like you don't yeah, when I play soccer over here, obviously I've played against a lot of tough guys, but I swear some people are just out for blood in England. It's <laughs> it's terrifying. Oh my god. But it's fun in a Sunday league. Sunday league, bro, Sunday league is insane. Really? <laughs> yeah. Damn. Bro, do you know like have you've heard of Sunday league though, right? Of course. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like the, on those trashy fields, like yeah. Half mud, half grass, and the grass is, like, two feet tall. You got, like, I don't know, 30 to 40-year-old dudes just going out having fun, (laughs) taking out the boys. (laughs) Bro, it's sick.
0: Oh, It seems like something that definitely try. I mean, speaking of England, do you go back
1: there a lot? I used to go every three years, but the last time I went was 2018, spring of 2018 with my dad. Last time I went with my family was probably like twenty, uh, probably so, twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. So not a lot. No, I, I got to go back soon though, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's you—you graduating, mm. so
0: that could be a graduation trip.
1: Nah, uh, I—I got something planned, oh. and then I won't be able to afford anything else after that. Bro.
0: What, do you, what are you? What are you gonna do?
1: Uh, I'm going to Mexico with some of the boys.
0: Like who, like Chris and all of them?
1: Nah, it's um, let me see, Tijan, Spence, Ollie, uh, Constantine, Charlie, and and Tofer, I believe. Yeah, this is something we like quickly gathered because we're all like, like we just got a group together and talked about it. But Interesting. yeah, so an England trip would nah. The bank account couldn't take that bro not at all that'd be bad
0: (laughs) that is very true yeah i mean mexico i mean mexico the the football culture there is also great too
1: i don't know i'm just going down there to get my mind off stuff for sure how
0: long is going
1: two weeks nah like a week probably Probably because yeah bro two weeks that'd be too expensive bank account (laughs) because even like right now where, like, the projected price point is, it's like, eh. It's like, that's painful. But, like, this is the type of stuff you should do when you're young. Just go do some stuff for the boys. Travel. Because at at a certain age, or after college, or whatever it may be, the boys aren't going to be, like, as available as they are right now. So, like, make as much memories as possible while you're young. And you don't have, like, obviously we have responsibilities, but we don't have like a job, we don't have to pay rent that type of stuff, so yeah, just take like take advantage of Make the time that we have moment. that's true that's exactly, true. yeah,
0: and also find the boys too have the have the boys and have fun that's exactly fun. yeah, bro the boys that's that's do you, do you have the boys back in England there no <laughs> no,
1: nah, I don't have any friends in England no none way. like literally none. Because... I mean, like I said, I left when I was 18 months old. So anyone I know in England are my relatives. And, yeah, no friends, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> but definitely some here. What is what oh, yeah. is your most memorable memory with the boys in childhood?
1: Oh, man. All okay, right, I can say this one. I have, I have one that I can say mm-hmm. on the air. Um, so it was, like, the elementary school boys. I... Like, I don't want to name all of them. That would take too long. But we went to, in fifth grade, we went to a thing called Nature's Classroom for, like, five days. It's essentially, like, a, not really a campsite, but, like, a schooling area, but, like, based in nature, in, like, the middle of the woods. And so it was basically, like, all the boys in one cabin, and our proctors or whatever, like, people in charge of the cabin were... The P.E. teacher and the principal, but both of them were, like, like really chill. So, like, dude, that whole week is just full of memories, playing, like, Predator and Prey, Mm. uh, doing, like, playing poker Mm. in the cabin, just, like, goofing off at night and stuff. But How how old were you? Ooh. I think fifth grade I was probably 10, Mm. and... Yeah, but that's just the first one that came to mind. Just like some of my favorite memories don't come from me doing anything crazy. It's from me just being around people I value and am close with. Even like having a conversation is gonna be like it's gonna resonate more with me and stick in my head longer than maybe like an activity that we do. Like definitely, yeah podcasting is something i've never done before so this will Welcome be a core memory show. yes
0: <laughs> bro this, this will be stuck in my head
1: forever really probably yeah because like this isn't something i'll forget but i'll forget about the class i just had of course because yeah of course you have it every single day exactly but if you have a
0: really interesting conversation in the class you'll probably remember that
1: that's true but it really but depends, it really on, the depends on the teacher depends on the teacher
0: true. i mean i Speaking of that, I that like I I I totally resonate with you on that. I think we still have like yeah, five good. five ten minutes for sure, because we have team list right after. Oh yeah, Get, head the gym with the boys. But I mean, um, no, yeah, definitely, cause cause I feel like we are humans are still social beings, so we our brains are programmed to remember social settings more. Or or act, at least activities with social aspect to it mm-hmm. more than, um, say like you doing something by yourself. But I, but definitely doing something by yourself that's memorable will also be forever stuck in your. Like for example, if you run like a four hundred meter race or those kind of things. And
1: oh dear. I mean,
0: <laughs> you you are you are you the goat at four hundred meters in our school? Ooh. <laughs> Would you say.
1: Um, I don't have the fastest time. Of the people currently at the school right now Because I haven't timed my 400 since Sophomore year But I think sophomore year I got like A 52 point something mm-hmm. And I think Joey and Ibube, they, I, don't, I think they broke 51 I think they're somewhere around the 50 second mark And so since it's been two years I hope I can Overtake them but like yeah, You're you coming back to track this year now yeah, for sure. I also train for it pretty soon, actually.
0: but 400 is the worst possible race. Man. Oh,
1: 400 and 800. Oh my! God. By far the worst, because like a lot of people do 400s, and like they say they hate it, but they they're not even like trying. Like, they're not trying their hardest. If I'm doing a race, You're I don't know what sprinting. it is. Yeah, like I don't allow myself to give less than 100 percent and so I, I leave it all out there like i have a whole strategy like accelerate for the accelerate first first. Sep- yeah float and second float. And, then and then accelerate, accelerate three, oh my god! Boy. and then try to maintain the speed that you have or like increase it in the last 100 but that's like really hard and by the end of that my legs are shot they're done it feels like the best way I have Bro. to describe it is that my hamstrings feel like they're going to give birth. There's no other <laughs> way I can describe <laughs> it because they don't feel sore. Oh they're not necessarily God. in pain or not like pain in like a muscular way. Mm-hmm. It feels like something is going to like burst out of your legs. I and know. then other people are like, oh, that was so hard. But like if you're standing, if you're standing well at the end of a 400, no, you didn't do it well. Yeah, Exactly. Even if you're, like, really fast, you're not reaching your full no. potential.
0: I remember this one time I was doing this 400 meter at Loomis. <laughs> I think it's Loomis because I, I think that's the most memorable. And I think I ran, like, a 56 or 57. That's good. It's, it's still good. It's not, like, to your level. But to, to my level, mm-hmm. with my horrible stamina, it's, Yeah, I pushed my limits. Like, yeah, like you said, I was sprinting the first half and then gliding the second half. And then at the 200 meter mark, I was, like... You know, I got to go. The last <laughs> 100 meters is the longest 10 seconds I've ever felt, bro. Yeah. Oh, my God. Each step was a torture.
1: <laughs> Every step, I I thought I was going to fall over. Now, the best thing for 400s, like, you got to have people rooting you on on the side. Like, yeah, since I'm, like, or back when I was doing the 400, it was basically just me. I think Tijan was doing it at the time. So, like. I still had like all the boys on the sideline, like cheering me on, and people don't understand how helpful that is. Because when scream. you're like, you're on the verge of crying mid race because of how tired and how like in pain you are, yeah. But when these people are like screaming at you, yeah, clapping, it. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it gives yeah. the motivation you need to finish, and it's worth it in the end. I'm, yeah, I know. yeah. It's still bad though.
0: It's still bad. It's I, still I bad. remember laying on that grass field for I don't know,
1: like five minutes. <laughs> I think <laughs> the second race already went. I'm still laying, there. like 56 to 57, like that's a very good time. Like, how many did you like? How many 400s have you done before that? I don't think a lot. Exactly. Like, not many people can crack 60. So, like, you're a naturally gifted like athlete, and so. That's what allows you to get that kind of score or that kind of time with as little experience as you have with it. So I appreciate it. For sure. My stamina is horrible though. I that, that <laughs> like four hundred meters <laughs> is my limit, absolute yeah. limit. Like that's the thing with four hundred. It's like it's the longest sprint. Like I don't consider eight hundred yeah. a sprint because there's a lot of like is, jogging you kept stuff. Pacing. Yeah, But then eight hundred is still so horrible because people
0: who are good at eight hundred yep. they just have So much stamina for some... They can sprint for so long. Some people, Mm. they sprint the full 400. Yeah, it's... I don't know how they...
1: It's messed up. I envy them. It's insane. 200 is is my limit for sprinting. Yeah. Yeah. 200s are probably one of my
0: favorite races. It is one of my favorite. What's your your time for that?
1: I don't... I don't know. I haven't timed it. Like, because I don't do 200s in... Like meets and stuff, I do it in practice if that's what we're doing for the day, but I only time my four hundred and my four by one hundred time, because those are like the only ones I do yeah, that you do there. There. yeah, yeah. Sure. I remember this one
0: time it was a home meet. I ran like a twenty four second and and, and, and it's, it was like the t- toughest group mm-hmm. It was like racing against deerfield, and there there was this guy who ran like twenty points something. Insane yep. He was flying ahead of me And I think I ran fifth Or I don't know it, it was, I, w- I was like close to the bottom But not the last mm. And then I ran a 24 or something or, or something like that And then When they recorded my time They accidentally recorded my time To, to, to the guy next to me so they recorded a 21 second for my time. Oh. And I qualified for New England. No way. <laughs> Wait,
1: so did, did you go and compete? No, I did oh, Okay. I Bro, that, so that would have been insane. It was. Just pulling up like <laughs> this random dude somehow sneaked in. That's somehow actually insane.
0: I just qualified for 200 meters for New England. And, oh I, and I decided not to go. Bro, the other guy must have been pissed. Oh my <laughs> god, bro! I I, I know. I'm, I'm looking back, it was one of the dumbest decisions I've made. Hey, it's among, not your decision. It was among, their decision. No, no, no. I didn't go. I chose. To <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, to not go. It was so stupid. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, I had nothing to do that day. But I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna stay here. Yeah. And I didn't go. It was it was so dumb. But yeah. anyways, um, um. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think we can talk about a lot. I, I mean, I love talking to you, obviously. But we got a gym in the, oh dear, couple of while. But I mean, obviously. But last things last. Did you have a good time here today?
1: For sure. Yeah. yeah. It It's always fun to Chat. sit down, just talk, forget about life for a second, or least, and or like reflect on things that happen. So. Because a lot so of times, nice. you know,
0: when you when you sit here and just for for 40 50 minutes not check your phone and just just talk you um what's it called you 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 know a lot of things about yourself too Mm. and you know and you you like for example like you wouldn't think that deeply into your injuries and all that beforehand i don't know like
1: i mean yeah Injuries, like, it's kind of a bad example just because I haven't so often good. that I have to think about it. But I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, definitely,
0: yeah. definitely. And, yeah, of course, I love love having you today. I mean, I mean, if you're down, come back again and we can run, run oh, yeah, with Chris.
1: And We're doing part two, 100%. Come on. Chris
0: or Ashish. Oh, my God. <laughs> <get a> <laughs> Those would be banterous. That would yeah, be crazy. And we'll probably have to censor 50% of the content that's discussed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bro, yeah, bro. We could have gone in so many. If I was uncensored, bro, this would be an entirely, entirely different, different conversation.
0: Because, ladies and gentlemen, we only touched on 10% of Roey's
1: capabilities.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We're bro. only in the brink today. <laughs>
1: if anybody is listening to this that doesn't know me, like, obviously, everything I said here is true, and it's a part of who I am. Like if you're close with me, yes. it's like a whole different person. But <laughs> so you can come talk to me, do whatever. No, I'm of not. Course, I'm of not course. scary at all. But
0: <laughs> of yeah. course. Once again, thank you for coming today. Of course, thank you for Had having. Had a good time. Me. Had a blast. And uh, listeners, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.